This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. That's 800-443-4996. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, February the 22nd. I'm Donald Ware, and this is the week, of course, we already had one HBCU game that was played on yesterday between Jackson State and Edward Waters with Jackson State winning that game 53 to nothing. And the bulk of the HBCU football season begins this week. As a matter of fact, uh, on Friday, as Alabama State is going to host Southern, and we're going to take things to Montgomery, Alabama, and say hello to Donald Hill Ely in his sixth season as the head football coach of the Hornets, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Hill Ely? Oh, man, just trying to find a find a way to get a plan together for them Jaguars. <laughs> I heard that, man. How are you feeling? How, how, how are you feeling now that you've sort of – yeah. Actually feeling great, man. You know, that uh, – COVID uh, had my little battle with it where it, it uh, you know, from the headaches to the body aches, all those kind of things, man. But thank the Lord, didn't have to do any ventilation, any of that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> been great, been back out there coaching, running around, uh, feeling good and, and full, feeling full of energy. Yeah, for you, talk about your the coaches. A lot of times we don't talk about the coaching staffs of respective programs. And so when you weren't there – for a lot of that time, your coaching staff's, uh, staff was the one that, that kept things going. Well, you know what? I've, I've been fortunate enough to uh, come through this past year during the pandemic <clears throat> to maintain uh, pretty much the same staff other than uh, Coach Gary Harrell, who went down uh, to Jackson. But, you know, when you have guys like uh, uh, Joe Wright, uh, who's the football operations guy, he played for me. Uh, back in early 2000s at, at Morgan, and uh, he was on my staff there. He became football ops there, and Ben Harrell uh, both uh, started coaching with me there. And then to have the <clears throat> same staff from last year that uh, we've always talked about working and playing, you know, those guys got together, they stepped up, uh, you know, kept things in place, and uh, they they knew the goals. They knew what we wanted to accomplish. They made the assessments, and you know I got back, and you know it wasn't like uh, working from behind. We was you know we was right where we needed to be. So those guys did a great job. What uh, what has this last I guess eighteen months or so you know been like for you in the program? Well, you know what it's uh, coaching a contact sport doing distant uh, uh, social distancing. And uh, that means, you know, you, you 
a lot of these young men hadn't put on a helmet uh, in about 12 to 14 of those months. So just reteaching uh, since they've been back. But over the 18 months, it was it was uh, mainly trying to, uh, you know, give guidance and corrections on the Zoom, which we're very appreciative uh, for whoever invented it and for having it. But it, it just was different, and it wasn't uh, uh, the normal. And uh, but it, it had a lot of pluses with it, and uh, and we're just glad to have the guys back and and having some face to face interaction. No question about it. That the voice of Donald Hill Ely. He's the head football coach at Alabama State. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. So when when they had or when you all had the Zoom. Uh, press conference for the media day. I was surprised to to find out that uh, Kaderis Davis no longer with you, the quarterback. Where, where, what happened with him? Didn't he have a, some more eligibility? Well, he had another year of eligibility, but, you know, just like uh, so many times, you have, you know, a lot of these young men that, uh, you know, they get to working and find out other stuff that they want to do. And, and uh, unfortunately, you know, he, you know, opted to opt out and to do some different things. And uh, we're fortunate enough to have some guys behind them to step up and and to uh, compete for the quarterback position. So, uh, you know, we wish him well during this opt-out season. And hopefully, you know, he uh, gets things together and, and come back for the next year. Yeah, I mean, you have a number of different, uh, a, a number of different quarterbacks on the roster and some of them, a lot of them don't have experience, a couple of transfers that come in, some high school kids, and then you do have a, at least one kid, maybe more, that have had some playing time at Alabama State. So, I mean, who's who's your guy to start on Friday against Southern? Well, you know, we're going to work the guys, and, <clears throat> you know, and that's part of game plan, and so I wouldn't be able to share that with you. But the key is that, you know, we're working a couple of guys in that position and the best guy that uh, that we feel that can uh, protect the football and move the team forward uh, will start off uh, for us on Friday night. For a, a guy like, I mean, whoever the quarterback is, to be able to have a guy like a, you know, a Michael Jefferson that, that comes back for you and had a phenomenal 2019 season, you know, talk about him and sort of his progression, you know, since the end of 2019. Well, you know, pound for pound, I believe uh, Mike Jefferson is probably one of the best uh, receivers that's playing the game at any level. Uh, not too often you get 6'5", 210-pound uh, receivers running 4-4 and great route runners, uh, great uh, touch on catching the football and good IQ of, of uh, the game to uh, be at this level. And uh, he's a threat. Uh, you can't single cover him. And uh, he he adds that dimension to our offense that <clears throat> that takes an extra guy out of the box uh, because they're trying to find ways to defend him. Ezra Gray's back for you, right? Like, talk about him. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, what he's going to mean, your leading rusher from back in 2019. He could do a plethora of things. Oh, yeah. Ezra Gray, you know, uh, who, who's a young man that uh, – was up for the academic Heisman 4.0, great leadership, one of our team captains. Uh, again, one of the best all-purpose guys that's in this conference. And uh, we get a chance to have him back to uh, lead these young men and teach them how to prepare and, and how to play. So we feel that, you know, this class of guys is the guys that, that moves our program forward and looking forward to working with each one of them. 
Titus Howard, of course, of course, offensive lineman for you now with the Houston Texans. And I thought his, I mean, his story is absolutely interesting. Because this is a kid that came in as a quarterback, redshirted, and, and this was even, I believe, before maybe before you got there, you hadn't taken over at least to that point, and then move him to tight, you know, I guess tight end, and then ultimately to offensive line, and he comes out and is a, a first round draft pick. Uh, you have any guys like that in terms of guys that maybe a lot of people don't know about, aren't looking at, uh, that uh, could could ultimately do what he has done to this point? You know what? The great thing about it is, uh, <clears throat> you know, the NCAA has granted each one of these young men an extra year to play. So this spring, the same guys you see this spring, you'll see this fall. Uh, and I think it will make us to, uh, totally better as a program, and uh, it will give a lot of those guys that want to be like a Titus Howard an opportunity to develop. You know, Titus Howard uh, came in and, and pretty much was under three different coaches. Uh, Coach Ballo brought him in uh, as a walk-on quarterback. Coach Jenkins had him as a tight end, and, and uh, I was on that staff, and then we moved him to – tackle and then when I took over he played tackle for me his uh, his last year so uh, you know it's just a fortunate situation for a young man to come in and reach their dreams and we have some young men that, that we believe have the ability to uh, reach that next level uh, end of that caliber Michael Jefferson, Jahad Bookers, Cole Peppers uh, we have some guys that's there Christian Clark, uh, Nick Terry we have a, quite a few guys that we think that have paid their dues uh, in preparation and, and their future look uh, very bright for them. How is your offense – talk about your offensive line. Is it experience? What's the expectation there? Well, no, no the you know, again, how far we go to pick, uh, depends on our offensive line. We have a lot of red shirt freshmen and sophomores, and uh, we're more athletic than we've ever been, great size, uh, great ability. Now the key is getting those game reps – uh, and uh, being able to compete. So we're looking forward to seeing what these guys can do uh, coming up here Friday and uh, figuring out, you know, what kind of identity we'll have as a team. You mentioned Christian Clark. You mentioned uh, Natron Culpepper, two defensive guys that were first team, uh, all SWAC preseason uh, guys for you. Talk a little bit more about them and then the defense as a whole. Well, you know, uh, you know, Christian Clark is a big old guy that takes up a lot of space in that middle. Uh, you know, he, he is very uh, destructive with creating a new line of scrimmage, knocking those uh, old linemen back. Uh, he's been a guy that's been in the program uh, for four years. He graduated and playing out of grad school and, uh, and has great leadership for our team. Cole Pepper's a kid that transferred in from South Florida, has a lot of length, uh, one of the uh, taller uh corners that we have on our team can run uh does a great job of of getting his hips in and out of the break uh driving the football so very good defender uh so those two guys uh, will definitely anchor you know our defensive side of the ball is this the upcoming game on friday obviously you're hosting that game against southern is this more about you or, or what are some of maybe the concerns you have about the jaguars well, you know, again, you have a team that's won the West the last two years, so they're coming in on a lot of tradition. Uh, they have a couple of new coaches and new players, but, again, they have a lot of tradition of winning. They know how to win. Uh, we have to, uh, you know, come in and, and again, 
play a good, solid football game, don't turn the ball over, uh, create some long fields for them and do some different things, uh, you know, offense and defensively to, to, uh, to be in this ball game with them. This is a game, as I'm telling the young men, this is a game that we've recruited against to see where our program is. And this, you know, going into my third year as the head coach, this is the time for us to turn the corner. What, what, so what are the sort of the are, – are you allowing fans into the stadium? So, sort of how does that look for Friday? Uh, they have 4,000 fans that will come in, mainly student-athlete tickets. Um, uh, they're allowing our band in, uh, only one band, the home team band can come in, and I think it's a total of 4,000 uh, tickets based on the size of our stadium. Not – you know, I, I felt like – uh, you know, particularly with, with Davis, and he's not there. So, I mean, you're a quarterback guru, so whoever the quarterbacks is going to be, I mean, is going to be good, uh, I, you know, I, I think so. Uh, and so I felt like, hey, this Alabama State team can really challenge Alcorn State. Was it disappointing when you found out Alcorn's not going to play uh, this year? Well, you know, it, it's always disappointing when you want an opportunity to compete, but – I think it, it sends a message uh, throughout the conference and, and to everyone that, you know, that this virus is serious and it's different everywhere you go. Uh, so the some of the concerns that they have at Alcorn, we may not have them here and Coach may not have them at Southern and may not have them at Grambling. So it's good that, that the administration and the coaches are, uh, put the student welfare in front of, of everything and it, say, and it states that, you know, that they don't feel comfortable with playing this season because of not uh, because of the climate of the virus in their area. So I really respect them for uh, assessing the their environment and making the decision not to play. Uh, you know, and some may look at it different, but I, I think you know based on uh, the assessments that they made, they didn't feel that they could put the student athlete and coaches in the best position, and they opted out. Uh, we look forward to seeing them in the fall and uh, wish them well down there, uh, you know, as they continue to get things together and, more importantly, as they matriculate and educate these young men. How, how's your um, – I know last time we talked, how's your, how's your son doing? I know he's at Maryland. Uh, is he, is he, how's he doing? The plan, he was playing. Uh, well, starting. I, yeah, things have changed, man. He was uh, all-conference down in Maryland, and he graduated in December. Um, you know, and wanted to get a little closer to home. So he's over at Georgia Tech now. So uh, we was able to get him in Georgia Tech. I got two of uh, two of guys, two guys that I got into coaching when I was at Morgan was GAs, and now they coaches over at Georgia Tech. And uh, got them over there with them, and uh, you know, and maybe be able to catch a couple more games myself. So uh, he'll be over there at Georgia Tech for the next two years. That's awesome, absolutely awesome. Again, Donald Hill Ely in his sixth season. As the head football coach at Alabama State joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. The Hornets going to open the season on Friday hosting the Southern Jaguars. Coach Hill Illy, always great to catch up with you, man. I'm glad you're feeling a lot better, man, and we'll talk with you down the road. Thank you so much for having me. That'll do it for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where, of course, you can find us at Box2Row.com, also on Apple Podcasts. Tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. On tomorrow, Takeaway Tuesday, and I'll break down the matchup between Jackson State and Edward Waters. Talk with you on Tuesday. 
subscribe to the Vox Tarot YouTube page for conversations with stars like Abari Hardwick, Randy, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years. Over the years.